Greetings and welcome to another episode of Soul Citizen. This is episode 83, Industrial Strength Endeavor. Here with me have Jade, Colossal, and Dorian Skyfire. Let's start with our guest. Dorian, how are you? Where can people find you? Hey, I'm great, and I want to thank you guys for inviting me to be on to talk about the best part of Soul Citizen. Um, and they can find me on Discord. They can find me under my name on uh, Spectrum. Uh, I'm the org leader for IUP, the Interstellar Order of Belize, which is a science and industry org. So I'm always down to talk about science and the endeavor. Cool. And to my left, well, yeah, my left here, Jade, uh, tell us about yourself real quick. Hello, I'm Jade, aka Jade Starwatcher, and I am very much into the the science and exploration aspects of Star Citizen. I am part of an exploration org called Exile. You may have heard of us from Damar Rally and Hurston Hurtlocker winning fame. And I'm a soul citizen and have been since the summer. Cool. And we have the Sith Lord himself, Colossal, to, to, to tell people about yourself. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome me back. It's been a while. You know, we're on vacation right now, so I'm not teaching the babies anymore, but at least for the time being. But um, I'm usually with... Oh, nice. Got a nice Hi, Spartan. Thank you for the, subscribe, for the subscription. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for the subscription. So I'm with Test Squadron. Hey, thanks for um, the subscription. There's Whammer, missed you, buddy. Uh, so I'm with Test Squadron. Uh, Jade, missed you. I'm glad to be back with you, Dorian. Uh, it's a pleasure as always, fast cart as always. But I just want to go ahead and, and talk about the endeavor. I can't wait, but I also want to support my team, the Rowdies. Champion Bay once again exhibits its championship status. The Rowdies Congrats. are in the championship USL finals against Orange County. You can watch that on Sunday on ESPN, nationally televised. Go Rowdies. Come on, you Rowdies. Go Rowdies. I'm, I'm glad to be back with you too, Colossal. <laughs> Is that a sport thing? I, I'm not. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> one flame. Thank you for the thank you for the first time chat. Welcome to this. Welcome to the show and Soul Citizen. This is episode eighty ooh, eighty three. Yeah. So wow, it's been it's been quite a few episodes. But yeah, today we're tell you to talk about the endeavor. So I'm going to start off with um introduction for the endeavor. Thanks. For the industrial and. Uh, Oh, thank you for the follow. In the Masasi Industrial and Stuff Like Concern is proud to present the Endeavor Class Research Vessel, a fully modular space platform designed to be adapted for a variety of scientific and medical tasks. Initially de developed as a floating laboratory, the Miss Endeavor can be outfitted for everything from facial telescopy to use as a mobile hospital. Philosophy uh, I, 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 was a new word for me, so I, I tripped over here for a couple of times. <laughs> but yes, so yes, uh, let's get started. Um, talk about the, uh, the endeavor. Uh, let's start with uh, Dorian. Um, when did you first hear about the endeavor? What made you interested in it? Um, it I've been following it since the probably a couple of weeks after it concepted. Uh, the Endeavor was actually the ship that motivated me to start backing the game actively. Um, I started buying in, and uh, that was the beginning of, uh, of my fall financially. <laughs> um, no, it's, I, I love the idea of science and research having an impact on the gameplay, um, and the Endeavor is going to be 
the ship that has the most significant impact on gameplay in Star Citizen once they have all those gameplay loops sorted out because um, you know, we'll be finding jump points uh, from systems away. We'll be overclocking components and shields and, uh, you know, discovering new slash ancient technologies that, you know, uh, let alone all of the medical gameplay and cybernetics. And uh, it's going to have absolutely the most profound impact on the game. And I just really am in love with, the, with that idea. So you said you, it just made you back. This was back in 2015, around September, October? Yeah, uh, I, I think it came out in late September, early October. And I want to say it was around Thanksgiving of 2015 that it hit my radar. And that's when I became obsessed with the game and started backing at that point. Cool, thank you. So Jade, how about you? Who made you, uh, what do you like about your endeavor? When, when did you get it? Um. Well, I. I got mine in 2017 during this time of year, during the um, IAE, or anniversary sale, I believe it was. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm interested because it is so versatile, and this is really um, one of the things I'm most interested in in Star Citizen is um, scientific research and, you know, all the different ways um, that the Endeavor can support that, which we'll talk about soon. Cool, thank you. And Colossal? Okay, so I'm looking it up because I know I got the ship when, when we got those uh, packages. Um, but I saw when, when it originally came out on concept, I was all over the ship. I called it the dark horse <laughs> of all the ships. Because once again, yes, we know that it's geared towards scientific and medical tasks, but it basically says the Endeavor can be outfitted for everything. Everything, uh, right? For combat. Uh, well, well, hold on, hold on. We'll get to that part because they did say that they had in early stages a defense module that yep. they still okay. were scouring over. So that's had, one thing that. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, uh, Dorian. I, I was just going to say the defense module is the one thing they talked about that we haven't seen yet. So uh, these colossals, one hundred percent spot on. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a warship though because it says defensive module, not offensive. But uh, there's a lot more we have yet to see on this ship, I guarantee it. Right. And they were mm. talking about those in reference to uh, the uh, the turrets, right? Yes. So A PD- PDS so, system, I believe, is what it was going to be. Correct, correct. So it's going to be interesting if they do decide to go ahead and give us that. But once again, I was very, very interested in it because, once again, I consider it to be the dark horse of all the ships. I love ships that can do a lot of things. We you get all these people saying, hey, we got this ship. Why can't it do this? Why can't it do that? And they're like, this ship is specifically di- designed for that. But this particular ship, I believe, would be able to allow you to do a little bit more. Um, and I'm encouraged to see that, and that's part of the reason why I definitely had this ship as number one of all of my, in my entire fleet, this ship was number one. Me too. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, yeah. Oh, for, for, for me, I, I, I backed Star Citizen in, 20, in 2014, this concept in 2015, you know, around this time, as we previously stated. Uh, this, I think between this and the, and the measurement is when I got, uh, what put me over it into concierge because this is 350 and the uh, Mercy was 250 and I had the, the, the other ship. Yeah, yeah, this people put, 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 put me over the hump and people like to say. But I, I like I, I, I like the the gameplay, the potential gameplay. We'll talk about that in, in a bit. And um and, and the look of it, I thought it was cool. And 
I, 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 it's exactly what, what I wanted to do and in fast to the same. Right, and fast card, to answer your question, I got this ship November 28, 2018. 2000, oh, you were late then. Well, I was late in purchasing because I had a strategy. I had a strategy. I was purchasing the ships that I wanted, and the ships that I was going to get last was the Endeavor, the Pioneer, and the Idris. So mm. that, that was, that, that's the reason why I purchased it so late, because I definitely had this. I wasn't financially set in 2015 like I was in 2018. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Waiting until 2018 was actually a pretty good strategy, because we also got, uh, crap, I can't remember which, comp which of the modules it was, but the Endeavor Master Set as of 2018 and since has had an additional module that did not come with the original Endeavor Master. They had, uh, I think, I had two, two format bio modules, uh, maybe. Yeah, the biodomes. Um, so it was nine hundred and fifty with one of those, and the module. It's actually you're actually saving a little bit if you buy the master set because the module, the biodomes are I think a hundred dollars, around a hundred dollars each, uh, and it was fifty dollars more for that module for the EMS with two of those. So it, yeah. you and do we'll, save we'll a little get, bit. We'll get to that a little bit yeah, later on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I wasn't going no to buy the Endeavor at all because that was going to be like my in-game <clears> ship <throat> to earn. And so when I did buy it, I only bought the base. I did not buy any of the modules because <laughs> I want to earn them. I still want to earn them in the game. Okay. Yeah, we, 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 we'll, we'll talk more, more about the modules as they come up. But for now, we, we're, we're going to cover the base. Uh, Dorian, do you have the, um, the doc up? Yes. Can you read the base a description, sure. please? Sure. Uh, the Mick Endeavor is one of the most unique ships in the Star Citizen universe and the ultimate embodiment of the game's guiding philosophy to allow players the freedom to choose their own path. Its signature feature is uh, modular architecture that allows for an unprecedented level of customization of the base functionality, allowing the ship to fulfill any of a variety of different roles. The ability of an authorized dealer to promptly retrofit any of the three attachment points for nominal surcharge means that owners will have the flexibility to quickly and cost-effectively make large, sweeping changes to the core functionality of their ship, and thus much more easily shift from one occupation to another as often as they desire. Cool, thank you. Yeah, I, I put a couple of links in, in the Twitch chat. Um, so, Jay, you got the base, obviously, but... Um, yeah. What are your thoughts about it? Oh, this and Griffin is showing the um animation that we got it we got from Star Jump. You want to think say thank you to Star Jump for providing these visuals. They they did an Endeavor episode a, 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 a few weeks ago, and they were kind enough to 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 let us use them. So yeah, so the base module. What are your thoughts, Jerry? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an extensible platform and this is a great animation by Starship as all of theirs are. Um, as you can see there, you have like a detachable um, exploration, you know, module. It's similar to like the saucer section, I guess, in Star Trek. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, somewhat of a call out to it. And um, one of the things I, I'd like to talk about with regards to this, because we are talking about a science ship, that's its core. Uh, core thing is the, the difference between applied science and basic science. So this ship will support both types of science, but the, the basic, the difference between them is 
basic science, and a lot of you already know this, is it's mainly concerned with understanding our natural world, our universe, the fundamental forces of our universe, and how they affect everything around us. And basically, it exists to answer questions that we have, fill in gaps in knowledge, but it's not really concerned with how that is then later applied. And that's where applied science comes in. Um, and that is basically taking information that's gathered already through basic science research and applying it to a problem. So like a good example would be like um, landing a rocket booster, right? Like, you know, SpaceX. Um, a good analogy is Spock versus Chekhov. So Spock would be basic science and Chekhov would be applied science. So applied science, we often call engineering. That's a brilliant analogy. It is. And Jake, could I, could I ask you a question? Um, could, would that relate to uh, one of the modules like the super collider? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's, yep. why, that's why I brought this up, because when we really dive into this, um, this is going to make a, a lot of understanding what these may do and what CIG has said they'll do. Um, because you know, there's a lot of information, um, or there's not a lot of information about this ship, but there's a lot of um, theory crafting around it. So I think if we start with that framework of just what science is and the different, the two main different types of science, we can then use that sort of uh, to guide us into understanding what CIG's thinking may be along these lines. The Panther brought it to what I was going to say, Jay, that's a 50-year-old show. You couldn't even, you, you couldn't at least do TNG. You had to bring it all the way back to TOS. I, to I, I, used, I used that because I load a crowd, right? You got to leave the room, right? But I think everybody that's into Star Trek has probably seen at least a little bit of the original series. So. Two and a half, two and a half. Colossal, what do you thought about yes. uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, fast card. No, I've got to say, Colossal, what do you thought about, th thought about the base? Um, I, I mean, that's that's the package that I bought. I mean, I, I wish I would have, you know, purchased a different set, but once again, I was in a different financial state at, at that time. Um, to emphasize on Jade's point about Star Trek, that's exactly what they intended with the, with the, um, with the endeavor, especially the engineering section and things like that, where the engineer can go ahead and work on the engineering components and do everything, emergency shutdowns and all that stuff in the engineering section. They sat there and said that in the Q&A, in Q&A number one, by the way, if you're interested. So um, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm glad to see Jay uh, definitely um, throwing that Star Trek reference in because they did um, um, uh, spec this ship based off of that. Um, I did get the base. Uh, I wasn't aware at the time because I was so laser focused on getting the endeavor uh, uh -huh. that there were other other pieces uh, uh, or other um, packages. Um, so I suffered that seventy dollar hit, but that's all right. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I'll take what I have with the ship because I love the ship. You know, it's not so bad to have an extra endeavor laying around because the endeavor master set has can only fit so many modules at once. So if you yeah. have an EMS, buy a few extra just plain endeavor tabs, uh, so you can field more things at once. You know, if you're wanting to be a, a grand titan in science. Yeah, one could be a hospital, and the other would yeah. be your science. You know, pure science. My hope is that that when they reconcept this or come back to this, uh, my hope is that they'll they'll, they'll re-examine the, the two module or the the limit of of of, of the module and allow it to put, 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 uh, 
apply more modules to, to one um, base rather than just having the two or perhaps at most three. But yeah, yeah they, about they, that. I honestly would be stunned if they don't. I, they I really will. Yeah, they did talk about it in the Q and A, um, but they said that it, the size would be the issue, right? They would have to scale something down in order to fit a third particular module, depending on what type of module you would have. So they're yeah, gonna have to bring it to work. It, it, it's gonna have to make though. that thing bigger anyway, because all the things change in, in the six years since, since the concept. But we're going more more into that in, in a bit. Mm -hmm. But Dorian, so this thing had well the base. Is when when it when it separates the front um, compartment only has like a quantum drive. It doesn't have a jump drive. It does, it, yeah, it, it does not have a jump drive. It, um, it, so, so it needs to be connected in, in, in order to um to jump. You think that, that that's a problem? No, I I think it's actually really well designed. Um, you know, it, the, the forward cab is meant to be able to land on a planet, whereas the, the actual platform itself is not. This is going to be basically a mobile space station. Uh, no matter what, it's, what modules it has equipped, it's a mobile space station. But the forward cab is meant to land. The forward cab, or the explorer cab, I'm sorry, I always call it the forward cab. The explorer cab is also designed to go into the corona of a star uh, and you know, conduct some exotic energy research. Uh, which is something obviously the entire platform wouldn't be able to do. So uh, the the Explorer cab has a lot of versatility, uh, but it's designed to have limited function without the entire platform. Okay, thank you. All right. So next up, we have the biodome module. Uh, Jay, do you have the um to dock up? I do. So can you read the biodome? Absolutely. As long as humanity expands outward into the galaxy, there will always be a need for the most basic elements to, to sorry, that sustain it. The Endeavor's biodome pods were designed to support ongoing agriculture ac uh, operations, adapting and growing foodstuffs, which can then be sold for a profit. And um, there's a limit of two sets, and there are two domes per set per ship. And the size is two by one for each one. Yes. So, does anyone have a have the biodome module? Yes. Yes. I I have several EMS, so I've got it all. <laughs> oh, you do. And so, let's go Colossal first. What do, what do you think you're going to do with the biodome module? Everything from space weed to space weed to space weed. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I planned basically to provide any remember when we had those hangar modules and we got those plants that everybody yeah. was getting and everybody was getting them in those nice little containers and things like that and so forth and then all of a sudden that just went away um so i was really really enthused with that i'm i mean i'm a civics guy thanks for the follow, thanks for the follow frankie thanks buddy um you know and but i love science as well and um I like to always trade things and I like to always go ahead and manufacture things. And I wanted to see what I could do to improve certain products or make sure that people had the certain um, uh, materials necess uh, necessary to go ahead and survive. After all, it's a medical ship. So can you take an, an, an herb, can you take a, a tree a sample, can you grow 
um, uh, this product? Does it have to be grown in space? Can it be grown near a chronosphere? Can it be grown in atmosphere? Can, you know, things like that that I want to go ahead and, and, and check and explore on. And I'm one of those types of people to where if you give me a book and it's blank, what can I do to go ahead and, and, and figure out how this works and how that works and, and what type of improvements. So I wanted a, a, a biodome so I can go ahead and grow some things because I felt that there were some things that you could go into and uh, a, a different area like Seoul and they may not have the resources that you're growing in Seoul in the entire solar system. So that was one reason why I purchased that. Would very much like to have more information on these because I could see so much potential for these biodomes. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you can create a farm to grow things for us, but I also started thinking about if they want to do like exobiology or xenobiology, right? Yep. And these these could be basically little biomes which you then you know preserve alien plants and maybe even fauna. Now you have a a potential flying zoo. Right? It's like, there's so many ways they could go with this. They could put in enhanced hydroponics and release the 420 module. Yep. <laughs> or you could have like a, like, we could make it like a nightclub and have a disco ball in there and, and just put parties. Like, um, I, yeah. I think, I believe it, it was rain cloud. He said, you, you know, uh, you, 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 you pull up to next to a, an endeavor and, and, you, and, you, and you have the, uh, the, the base from the endeavor just counting into, into, into your step, into your, um, your, your years. So yeah, there's plenty, plenty of uses for, for biodome. But my question for radio, I fully endorse the base. My question for Dorian, um, you, you, you said you had one, right? You had, you have all of them. Yes. So what, what, what are your intentions with it? Well, it, I, I think that we're going to find that these have a lot more use than we're thinking of right now. Um, you know, the, these are going to supposedly support biomes for all life forms, which also includes underwater. So we may be able to fill them up with water and grow exotic mm. seaweed that we find on another world. Right. Um, you know, we'll be able to use these to plant, you know, to support plant life that we may already know, but we may discover that if we, uh, as uh, Klossel had mentioned, you know, uh, uh, corona, you know, uh, taking these close to the corona of a star, maybe plants that we already know that ra that are raised under a different star type, you know, they could have med medicinal or biological properties that are unknown to us right now, but could have, you know, legitimate medical, pharmaceutical or recreational, uh, you know, use. So, you know, I just, I, I think that we need to look at these with much more broader uh, minds because the, you know, we're also looking at things like carbon-based life forms, you know, what to say, we don't find silicone-based life forms. So these will be able to support uh, ecosystems that we can't even fathom right now. So I'm really, really excited about this because <laughs> this has almost infinite potential. Mm. Absolutely. Good yeah, point. I, I currently, and I don't plan on getting the, the, the biodome bio module, but I do appreciate the, the potential and future uses. I, I think this is, uh, as far as modules go, I believe this one will probably get bigger than what the animation we, we, we currently see. I, I think it'll probably get a lot bigger. So how many people do you think will, will be um, required or have, have need to uh, uh, operate these, these biodomes? 
It's hard to say. I mean, now that we have Imperator Addison, you know, a lot of this stuff could probably be automated. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, with we, we talked about AI blades even before the uh, Imperator election. And I, I think something like this, I mean, right now there's, you know, in our real world, there's a lot of research going into closed loop um, life support systems. So I don't, I don't see this as requiring a lot of people, but if it does, maybe a few NPCs. I don't, I don't know that you would need a lot of people to run these. Yeah, I think it depends um, on the nature of the project you're running. You know, some could very easily become very personnel intensive, and some you could pretty much run on autopilot with, you know, some good AI. Um, I think it's going to depend entirely on the nature of what you're doing with it. True. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're like going to have to harvest crops, and you know that may require a lighter touch than if you know you're going to yeah have robots or whatever. Okay. All right. So next up, we have the fuel pod. Uh, Colossal, can you read the fuel pod for, for me, please? Absolutely. The fuel pod, the Endeavor fuel pod takes up a minimum amount of space to add additional fuel for long duration missions. Effectively a large drop tank, the fuel pod is typically used by Endeavor crews venturing further into the unknown. Interesting. Okay, so Dorian has everything. Jay, do you have the master set? Do you have everything? Yes, I have several of the master sets. Um, huh. I think the fuel pod is really interesting to me because so we know that the ship is obviously going to need fuel for quantum and jump drives, but we don't know what the power source is going to be to fuel the platform itself. So are the, is the fuel pod, you know, it, I, I'm really curious to see how that's going to work. Um, you know, if the fuel pods are going to be something uh, exclusive to the engines or if it's going to be something we can use to actually power the research, research platform itself. Um, and honestly, I feel like the fuel pod is something that should become a permanent addition, um, mm. you know, to the Endeavor when they decide to do the rework. I, I'm really hoping the fuel pod becomes the permanent add-on because it just makes me uncomfortable to think about a ship uh, running out of fuel out in the middle of things, uh, you know. Well, here's, here's the kicker on that one. They may not do that, Dorian. You make a good point, but I believe they may have answered that in terms of comparing the, um, the Endeavor to the Carrick, uh, yes. they basically, you know, uh, basically they were given, you know, pros and cons with the, the Endeavor versus the Carrick. And one thing that it gave a negative about the Endeavor was uh, it lacks range. Uh, yes. It lacks range. So well, I, I think the, they, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, please continue. I have a bad habit of interrupting. No, 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 no. I, I was saying, and I know it's Jade's turn. So I, I was just thinking that um, that, that's probably the intent not to give it that. They're probably just going to go ahead and squash all of our, uh, our feelings on that one. Because once again, they want the Endeavor is basically an exploration and everybody's jumping on, well, what about the Explorer part of the ship for the Endeavor? <laughs> uh, you know, and they're saying, yeah, but that's great. But here's what the Endeavor is good at. And this is what the Endeavor is not good at compared to the Carrick. And long range is one of the, one of the issues. I yes. do think that this ship, like the hair flat iron ship, the Redeemer, may end up being um, given a tighter focus, right? Because I, I don't think CIG really wants a ton of overlap. Um, so this, you know, you, you have a Carrick, it's a great exploration ship. This might be able to do some exploration, but I think it's going to probably be more science and research focused 
um, when they, you know, get around to it, like sort of how they drop the drop ship part of the, um, the Redeemer, you still can drop people from it, but it's a much more capable gunship than dropship. Right. And I, I feel and like we, this is meant for long range exploration with, you know, it's meant to explore from a system over, you know, it's not meant to be first contact exploration like the Carrick, which is, you know, an armored military vehicle, basically. Right. So, you know, they're, they can have the same purpose that, you know, just because something can do something doesn't mean it's going to be good at it. So I right. agree completely with that point. Right. Good point. Thank you. Jade, we can't go one episode without mentioning the flat iron. We, we can't. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's on the showroom floor right now. All of you who have not seen it and gone to the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo, do yourself a favor. Go see it. Go rent it. Fly it around. Shoot the guns. But yeah. yeah there are a lot of people who love that ship. Absolutely. And they've been waiting. I mean, they voted for it and they've been waiting for a while. So, but anyway, back to the endeavor. Yeah, they're back in the, the endeavor. Um, um, oh, the Octopub, thank you for the raid for the whole 193 people. Welcome to everyone to, from the Octopub um, stream. We're talking about the endeavor, industrial strength, and we're talking about fuel, the fuel pod modules at, at the moment. My question for Jade is do, do you have the master class or, or, or do you buy modules separate? I have not bought the master set. I won't, and I'm not even going to buy a module. I, I've considered it every year at this time, I consider buying a module and I'm sticking to, because I wasn't going to buy this ship at all. This was going to be my end game ship to earn in the game. And I had a weak point and I'm like, okay, I'll just get the base and then I'll earn all the mod. That'll still give me that, um, that thing to work towards. I just I want to think. I want to thank everyone for following and subscribing and first time, first time chatter, Carvion and with space. Thank you for, um, watching us. Um, so it's the same for you, Colossal. Um, you, you do not have the, the master class uh, yet, right? I did not get the master, but I bought every module except. Every module except, except, for, the, except for the um, uh, super collider because the super collider only comes with the master set. Um, so I so I have everything um, except for that. <laughs> but I, I, I bought super collider uh, separate. That, that, that's one of the two modules that I, that I do have. Did you? Yeah, I think it, it sells for like one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess that the year when it came around, the super collider was not available oh, for me, and, 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 unless and I missed it. Um, okay, it just was not available, but. Uh, in 2018, by the way. So maybe okay. I'm wrong. Maybe I just completely missed it, but I was looking oh, yeah, for that. Maybe, maybe same thing, because I, I got mine in 2016. So, yeah. Thanks, uh, Stunner. Appreciate it. Thank you, for uh, MT Stunner, for the five subscription. Appreciate it. And everyone say thank you who who, who got the subscription to them. Appreciate hey, it. Thanks for the subscription. Thank you, Whammer. Hey, you can always borrow, uh, borrow half of my stuff. It doesn't matter. Um, I already got somebody <laughs> saying that they're, they're, they'll let me rent their super collider. Rent? I can't get it for free. Not even for a quarter. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah you'll just use it for a while and give it right back, right? Yeah, I'll give it right back. Give it right back. Anybody can, you know, uh, borrow, borrow and, uh, use my endeavor, you know, being, being a belter, the more you share, the more your bowl will be plentiful. So. <laughs> Uh, so next Perfect. up, we have the general general research module. Uh, Dorian, you're up again. Can you read that for us, please? Sure. The general research pod, GRP, is intended as a multi-use facility that can support a variety 
of active scientific pursuits, microscopy, zero gravity experiments, biological studies, and the like, with internal slots for precision scanners, sample and specimen collections, spectrometers, and chemical analyzer. The GRP is capable of cataloging new experimental data as well as producing cutting-edge compounds. Note the GRP is intended for, for legal experimentation as authorized by the UEE only. Legal. They had to so throw that Jay, word legal is, in there, didn't they? So yeah. what you do so outside Jay, of this, this non-UE space is up to you. <laughs> That's right. So, Jay, this is your wheelhouse, the, re the research and science stuff, for, the, for, for research um, specifically. Can you, can you give us some examples of stuff, of something you would probably research? So, for, for this module, I, I would say probably more so for me would be the telescope module, but this is tied in, I mean, because you're going to have, this will be the hub for all of these other, um, you know, pure science mo modules. Um, so, so this module will support the telescope module. It will also support um, the particle accelerator, right? So Thanks for the what this will be used for is analytics. So you can look at the telescope module and the particle accelerator as things that do things that bring in information. And this you could look at as like the CPU of your endeavor. If you're if you're doing the science track and not the medical track necessarily, I thought that was more towards the general science module. I thought this is more like, uh, you know, the hands-on applications, not necessarily the processing of the raw data. This is part you know of the what? data that, gathering work. You're right. I was I was reading the general science module. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't calling you out. I was clarifying. Yeah. Yeah, so the so the research module. Um, yeah, okay, this is great. So like this is a lab. Right. So, you know, they mention a microscope, they mentioned doing zero G experiments. Think of like a lot of the research they do on the current International Space Station, um, biological wow. studies. Um, you'll bring in specimens to this and it, it's going to also, um, you know, have spectrometers and chemical analyzers. So maybe you can do some mineralogy um, that might help, you know, mining even like, you're not gonna mine, but you might be able to find a way to get a better yield from something uh, using the spectrometers and chemical analyzer. Oh, thank you. Oh, by the way, I, 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 I neglected to mention that if, if we're taking real questions, so if you have a question, click the, the solar eclipse down below, below the chat, chat box to ask a question. But there's one more part of this um, where it says producing cutting edge compounds. I just want to say if anybody hasn't looked at the list of um, commodities on the Star Citizen tools, uh, please do so because there's some real futuristic like compounds that are in use in the UEE. And when I look at this, I think of those things like things that we don't have in our present day. Maybe this can help to sort of develop uh, compounds like that that you can then go sell. Do they have do they have unobtainium? It, well, quantanium kind of sort of. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Colossal. I'm interested to see what are the things that you can be done because I know it it comes in with this nice little uh marker that says, you know, intended for legal experimentation, authorized by the UEE only. I mean, okay, so fine. 
But what if I decide to go ahead and go to Pyro and I want to go ahead and make Widow? You know, if if I want to go ahead and research that and use that along with the biodomes or things like that and so forth, I mean, will I be able to go ahead and make Widow and, and I mean and sell it? And, you know, so I'm I'm encouraged to see that type of gameplay sneak right on in because you don't have to be with the UE. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just, you know, saying that, you know, it's, it's so so those of you people that are out there that are, you know, uh, anti-government and things like that, this would be a good field for you. Well, there's know. a difference between being anti-government and anti-UEE, because, I mean, you know, the People's Alliance of Levski technically is a government. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, you, yeah, you, you know, you might develop um, better strains of whatever botanicals that you're working on in those biodomes. Mm-hmm. But Doyle, you, you, were you going to say something? Uh, I was just going to say I'm excited about this <clears throat> module because this is where this is going to be the heart of a lot of the uh, impact that the endeavor is going to have on gameplay at large. You know, this is where we're going to do the research that helps us find new alloys. This is going to be where we connect the dots. Uh, you know, for overclocking and making better shields or shield emitters. You know, this is where. We're going to do our uh, carbon dating for xenoarchaeology, you know, uh, you know, well, assuming I'm side note, carbon dating can have it's going to be different world to world and it's going to be impacted by things like, you know, if atomic weapons have been used and you know stuff like that. So I'm curious to see if they're going to have us learn that carbon dating curve for each world. But that's that's nerding out and nobody probably cares about that. But um, well, this I mean, is... I, do, I do have a question. So, what gameplay would carbon dating provide in, in Star Citizen? Uh, Xenoarchaeology, uh, you know, paleontology, anything that you need to find out how old this organic material is, th that's what carbon 14 dating is going to be for. Um, okay. So, but carbon, you're, you're going to have to find that curve for every world that you take that from. And then you're going to have to understand, you know, the. In, the influences of that world because you know like uh for the modern world nuclear detonations atomic bombs uh pollution where we have started adding carbon to the atmosphere than would naturally be occurring those things all impact carbon 14 dating so you know i'm very curious to see if they're going to get really into the minutia like that for each world or if we're just going to have some magic woo woo and it just automatically figures it out oh i um, hope they get into that i, I, I hope just, they do too I, yeah <laughs> I just, I just because, thought something else very similar. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's just I, I want I want them to get into it because I don't want them to – I don't want science gameplay to basically require a Bachelor of Science to be able to figure it out. But I don't <laughs> want it to be easy either. You know, there should not mm. be easy mode for this – for the gameplay loops associated with this because these are the things that will change the entire game. So I mm. want them to make us sweat for it. Absolutely. And I was right, thinking right. of um, another a thing that this could be used for is um, fingerprinting. So like using the isotopic ratio, that's how we can tell like a meteorite's come from Mars versus one that's come mm -hmm. from like, you know, the, the main belt. Um, what if we could use those spectrometers and, and chemical analyzers to find the isotopic ratio to figure out where a crime was committed? Right. Yeah. So like now you can be a detective, be like CSI Stanton, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. When you have an interstellar population, you're going to need, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to need that kind of technology because it's going to be much harder to track things like that down. Absolutely. So, 
you know, there's, there's definitely law enforcement applications here too. And law breaking applications, depending on which yeah, side yeah. you want to play it and which star system you're playing in. <laughs> Sure. All right. So next up, we have General Science Module. Uh, Jade, yeah, landing on you for this one. Can can you give us? Can you read that for us, please? Yes. The General Science Pod or General Science Module is the Endeavor's analytic module with installation points for a variety of scientific computers and data banks. The GSP is oriented towards inward-facing processing of data gathered elsewhere. Featuring extensive systems for turning the raw information gathered by the GRP and telescope array into valuable data for sale or trade. Okay, so this is this is this and research module is Dorian uh, and, and Jade um, wheelhouse. I'm going to start with Jade this time. So, what are your thoughts about the science module? So yeah, this is what I'd started off talking about um, earlier, but this this I look at almost like a CPU in your computer. Mm -hmm. This is where the information that's gathered from elsewhere will come in to, to be processed. That's why they say inward facing processing. And if you look at like the particle accelerator or the telescope module as peripherals, um, then this is the CPU. Cool. Uh, Colossal, you have any thoughts about the GSP or GSM? Yes, this is the GSP. This is the one that I'm looking for that I see in other games like Book of Travels and things like that, where they basically give you um, information where you have, and then you get to use that raw data to go ahead and gather and may help out your other modules like the GRP. Um, that yep. you have, like your general research module. So you can go ahead and basically tie in all of the information that you need to maybe make a specific unit, module, uh, bio, something, anything that you're trying to gather information on. Because, you know, science is a bunch of, you know, in order to, you got hypothesis and you got theories and you want to go ahead and try to go ahead and solve this hypothesis or else you go ahead and disprove somebody else's hypothesis and you need to put fact A and fact B and fact C all together. So if you're trying to go ahead and, and de develop something or maybe you created a new element, right? So this GSP is definitely good for information that you see in other games that have taken that step for you to go ahead and, and find things without a book or without a website telling you these are the, the elements or components to make this item here. You're using this type of software, this type of system to gather that information. So I would be interested to see how Star Citizen does that instead of just people generating instead of Star Citizen saying these are the components that are available for it to be a question mark and we have to find the materials necessary using this module to get to gather everything that we need for that item. Oh, a question for Colossal before, before I get to Dorian, but question for Colossal. So this says it's a system for turning raw data into valuable data for sale or trade. So are you, would you be more into uh, selling them and trading them or do you want, want to keep, uh, keep all that data for yourself to, to, to be able to use? I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. A capitalist is not going to keep it to himself. He's going to go ahead and charge the, the highest price you know, for it um, and and try to get a bang for every buck and then just wish everybody good luck on what they do with that information. So if it was me and I was worried about money, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to sell it for the highest price. Whatever you do with it, that's on you. I'm neutral. 
<laughs> okay. Do you mind if I uh, jump in here? Go ahead. So, you know, for, for everyone that's looking to sell, there has to be a buyer, right? Like, or there's no transaction. And in the Star Citizen universe, there, there's several potential big buyers of data from this module. Um, the Imperial Cartography um, Center would be one that a lot of us are familiar with, um, with Tessa from back in the day, the ICC probe. Um, mm. So that would be, you know, like information maybe on jump points gathered from the telescope module. But then like, we can also look at something like Synth World where they might need specific um, component uh, components or compounds. And maybe that's why the, you know, Synth World is behind schedule because uh, they need more sciencing done, right? <laughs> so that's where you come in and, and that might be another potential buyer. And we also have a whole star system uh, called Redor, which is full of universities. And, you know, just as in our real world, universities do a lot of research and they also, um, you know, kind of sometimes outsource, uh, you know, some research. So maybe you are an independent researcher that's helping one of the universities in Red Earth. They're another buyer, potentially. Right. And to, to add on to that, Jade, because uh, you made a very good point here about buyers, you know what the Endeavor, they have what they call an ID beacon with the Endeavor. Yes. You can go ahead and broadcast whether if you're selling or if you're there to, uh, if you dare to go ahead and support mm. medical gameplay. So you can broadcast to the entire system or whatever, how far it may stretch. Maybe the telescope will help you out with that. Uh, that, hey, here I am in this area and these are the things that I have or, or, or things like that. Or you can be a little bit more promiscuous um, in terms of how you give out that beacon. But th that's the good thing about the ship. It allows you to broadcast yourself with that ID beacon. Absolutely. Dorian, thank you for being patient. So sure. what are your thoughts about the GSP? No, I agree with the, all the points that have been made. I also wanted to point out that some of the buyers are going to be player organizations. You know, you get uh -huh. information that could, you know, you have two major alliances battling it out and you get a piece of significant information, you know, who do you want to win the war and how are they going to be grateful to you later? You know, uh, things like that. Uh, but, you know, I'm also, this is going to be one of the first things I want to figure out how to overclock because we're going to be completely dependent, we being the Endeavor owners. We need the, the more powerful and more efficient our uh, GSMs are, the more powerful and efficient we are going to be. So that's going, this is going to be the thing I'm most interested in figuring out how to maximize as soon as we have this in game. Because the better this is, the better and more influential I will be. Yeah, I, I can imagine just someone trying to overclock this and just take it a bit too far and just get the blue screen of that, that you know. <laughs> and I don't know if, the, if that'll brick it or would there be a way to reset it. Well, uh, if they brick it, that's when it's good to have LPI on that module. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's the one thing I, I, I do, because I didn't, I didn't get LTI on, on, on the module, but hopefully it, it shouldn't make that uh, bigger than different. Uh, well, to point out, just a reminder, LTI is only going to be the module itself. Any enhancements we make are not covered, so we're going to have to recover all of that lost work ourselves. So you want, you want to have redundancies, you want to have a secret place where you store all of your information so you don't have to start all over just in case that does happen. So just a reminder. 
And 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 think about how, how big the ship is now. Currently in um in in, in the um the spec page. Think about how big it's going to be and how expensive it's going to be to to run. And and mm -hmm. not just not just not just insure, but everything. Just make making making sure everything run properly. How how expensive do you think this this thing is going to be in the game? It expensive um and that's why i had mentioned earlier well, when we were talking about the fuel pods how i'm really curious to find out how how these platforms are going to be powered you know uh, are they going to have their own fuel source on the platform or are we sharing fuel with the engines and the engines are powering it you know it I, i'm really curious to see how that's going to play out because i think that's going to be really important also very good point. okay Colossal, we have the medical bay uh, module up. Can you read that, please? All right, so the medical bay module, the medical bay pod is a large two by two set of attached rooms which, uh, which operate effectively as a standing hospital, complete with operating theaters, recovery rooms, and more. The Endeavor's medical bay is intended to operate alongside the optional landing bay ferrying patients from battlefields and disasters for treatment and recovery. Size, two by two. Uh -huh. So do, do you intend to do any medical gameplay on yours? Colossal? Yeah, I do. I mean, like, like I said, I, I, I love the fact that, I mean, what, it's, what this doesn't also tell you is there's three levels. <laughs> there's three levels on this thing here. Uh, I mean, and everything can be done from field tri uh, triage to um, to basically, you know, uh, restart the heart as long as depending on the situation of the of the player um, respawning field hospitals, medical reputation is attached with this. So if you're trying to improve your medical gameplay, here comes the halos. Um, so, and then of course that ID beacon where you can go ahead and let people know that, hey, I know there's a battle going on, but I'm not here to be shot at. I'm here to pick up your dead, you know? So, so it, it reminds me of that, um... And a wounded. Yeah. And a wounded, absolutely. And another important thing is this is going to be where we have player-run cybernetics. So if you need the cybernetic mm. enhancement, this is where you're going to go to get that. Good point. Uh, Jay, do you have any thoughts about the, the uh, medical medical bay pod? I do. I I feel like um, this this is going to be a game changer for organizations that are in um, predominantly non UE space because medical facilities may become hard to come by, like really good <laughs> medical facilities. Let's say so. I, I or really, any <laughs> or any exactly. So I really think um, orgs tend, intend to operate. Um, outside the UE or, or exploration oriented and are just going to be so far away from uh, things or going to want a um, endeavor with this module in the landing bay, which we'll discuss coming up. Yep. Uh, Dorian, you have any further thoughts or did you just cover everything you wanted? Well, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this is going to, what this is going to look like once it's in game. Um, just because this is obviously going to be used in a lot of battlefield situations. Um, so I'm really curious what it's going to look like for people who respawn there. Uh, are we selling them their gear? Because we already know that you, when you respawn, you respawn in the gown. You're not respawning with your armor weapons. You know, the ship that you fly back to the fight in, 
Um, so I'm really curious to see how all of that's going to play out if we're going to have to keep an inventory of things so that we're not just respawning people, but we're also re-equipping. Um, and then there comes into, if we're doing that and we're giving these people weapons, how do we maintain security on our own ship so that people just don't suicide somewhere and come in and take over our endeavor internally? Uh, through a uh, respawn in our medical base. So I, I, I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out and what that's going to look like, how, you know, how it evolves. I mean, they could control it the same way they do with, um, I mean, this is just a hint, CIG, maybe you control the weapons the same way you, on a medical ship, the same way you do with those, uh, those, those new medical um, uh, hand, handables that basically oh, yeah. when people were basically drugging each other to death at, at <laughs> the freaking uh, uh, safe areas so maybe mm -hmm. they take that option out you know maybe when you're on there you, you you cannot even have a weapon because once again it's a medical facility you know i you i know. would love that but i don't see cig giving players any kind of yeah, zone that we can own yeah, you know i i just I don't agree. see them letting us do that so i think they're going to give us some solutions and let us kind of figure out how we're going to, you know, patch it all together and make it work. And so it, it, I would be curious. It's exciting, but a little, a little nerve wracking too. <laughs> so on the screen now, we see, we see, we see a cutaway from the, like you said, it's three story. How much, I mean, this is like from 2015, as, as we keep saying, so the data is, is old, but do, do you, how much change do you think it'll be when it really comes out? Like maybe four or five stories? It's definitely going to be bigger. Um, I don't think it's going to, each module is necessarily going to become massively bigger, but I think they're going to become bigger. Um, I, I, I'm just curious to see if they're going to make it take up more module points, um, but it, it'll definitely get bigger. We th that is the trend for everything Star Citizen. Very, I don't think any ship has gone gotten smaller after coming through its rework. Um, well, so some ships have gotten bigger, then gotten smaller, but they they, they still remain bigger than, than yeah, if you were in a concept. They yeah, they remain bigger than concept. So you know, this the endeavor is definitely going to become significantly bigger. I think I just. I don't know. I, I get hesitant about trying to guess how much bigger the modules get because I, I can see the modules getting a little bit bigger. But my hope is that they give us more module points on the platform hey, itself instead of giving us much bigger modules that grow with the ship. You know, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'd rather, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, at this point, it's all theory crafting and, and hopes and dreams right. and, you know, and prayers. <laughs> Draka God, Draka Dog, thank you for the one month uh, subscription to Jade Dollwasher. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So, any other thoughts about the medical module? Okay, then. Hold on to your bridges. Hold okay. on to your bridges because oh. this, this ship, basically, like I said, this ship is the dark horse of all ships. In order to have a medical bay, we're getting to the, to the criminal Balkan, which is a landing bay. So, go ahead, fast card. Yeah, Dorian, can you read the landing bay pod, please? Sure. The landing bay pod swings a single large hangar underneath the spacecraft and attaches it directly to other laboratory pods. Intended to support hospital operations, the landing bay has room to support multiple cutlass red ambulances and features complete decontamination facilities. Note that while the landing bay was designed to support ambulance operations, it also supports I'm sorry, it also functions alongside standard science modules and can support the upkeep of any sufficiently small spacecraft. Its size is two by one, and there is a limit of one hangar module per ship. 
And I just want to say thank you, Sweet Time. I didn't catch the, the rest of the name for for the follow. Uh, so yeah, that that's the um, the hang module on on the screen right there. So this was originally set to house, I believe, two um, cutlass reds. Yeah, they said multiple, so at least two. But I think the implication was three or four, maybe, but mm. two for sure. Yes, you can um, get up to four chips in there, yes. No, you could. I mean, that, that was before the, 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 the cutlet had its rework. Now, one barely fits in there. So, do, do you think it, it, um, when, they, when they have to recon separate and it comes out, do you think it, it'll, it'll just be two, or do you think there'll, there'll still be like three or four, maybe? I think well, they're still going to stick with that um, that concept that that for that cutlet. So, the cutlet's got reworked. I mean, expect for the landing bay to be worried. I mean, she's 30 meters wide by 65 meters deep by 10 meters tall. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't pay any attention to that, honestly. Right, 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 right. I'm just saying as far as the specs that we have, right? I'm not going to theorycraft. I'm just giving you the specs that we have right now. So it, based off of that, and if, and if they're saying that you can fit a cutlass and possibly two, you know, uh, I mean, and there's even talk about, well, can you fit a ship and still have room for cargo? And based off of what they're saying, you know, yeah, you can you can fit a ship like a cutlass in there. And if you got enough room for another ship and you just use that extra space for cargo, you can fit up to 4,500 SEU uh, worth of cargo I, in that landing bay. This is from the Q&A. Yeah, and I that was true at that time, but that was when the Cutlass Thread was also the only ambulance ship. I, I really... Feel like they're probably going to take this so that you can fit uh a, you know up to four cutlass reds after their resize in there or oh, two wow. two apollos is my guess mm. because now that we have the apollo which is a you know another good ambulance oriented ship uh, especially the uh medevac which is kind of combat oriented um you know and it's got those uh the drones that can get the to injure people in space and bring it into the ship. I feel like we're going to have room for those in that hangar, but you know, this is all, you know, theory crafting. So I, I'm very sure, I think we can all agree it's going to get much bigger. We just don't have no idea how. Yeah, do you have any thoughts? Um, no, not really. The, uh, these were very good points. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that hangar module is going to probably get big or just based on, you know, the metrics that they used back then, as well as the new additions of like the Apollo. Well, and the hangar module isn't just useful for the hospital. You know, yeah. this ship is going to generate huge amounts of data, which means we're going to need room for data runners. So it's going to have to fit heralds, MSRs, you know, any, uh, the Harbinger, or I'm sorry, the Sentinel. Um, so any ship that we're using to move uh, information around, it's also going to need to accommodate those too. Yeah, I also think that in addition to that, I, I mean, people, you, you'd be surprised of how creative people can be. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're not going to use these ships to just go ahead and just be it as a landing bay, they're going to use it for additional storage space. For example, the whole cargo is standardized with this landing bay here. So this ship can actually carry the whole cargo um, in, in, in landing bay. Don't be surprised that people just use the landing bay as an additional um, uh, hauler for, uh, for for hauling cargo. Or ships. I mean, I could see people trying to, you know, get a bunch of arrows in there. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, 
it, it's it's not a uh, star citizen until people try and figure out how many tonks your cyclone taking cram in this is what this, this is what one of the um the models that they that they really went in depth with on 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 star jump on the episode um i believe star jump and Grimm, I theorize uh, that it, the Endeavor shipper itself will probably go to like 400 meters, and and with that, the, the, the model will, will, will go inside to, to accommodate that. I'm of the opinion that the, the Endeavor will go inside. I don't see it. I don't see it becoming that big. It, it may become like maybe. 300 or maybe 250, but I think the model themselves will just become. Oversized to 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 to, to accommodate the uh, other stuff like 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 two cutlass red and so on. No one, no one disagrees with that. Yeah, that's you know, you know, based off of the specs, that's it could happen, and they may not. Yeah, I don't know if I think it will hit four hundred meters because that's pretty significant. I think it'll be three hundred to three fifty. Um, I mean, a 400 would be great, but I'm right now. Oh, I think I could break into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to um, be that much. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just don't see it being more than 350 meters. Uh, you know, when I think about how expensive it's going to be to fuel that ship, you know, it, it's, I, I don't want it to get too out of, too, too out of control big because, you know, that's a lot to defend and a lot to move. <laughs> mm. All right, so next up we have the particle accelerator. Um, I'm, I'm going to take this one, because this is one of the modules that I actually have. So the particle accelerator, particle orbit, the most visually unique in Endeavor module, the distinct circular triple collider is actually one of the small pieces of a more elaborate overclocking facility. The large modules include a pair of white room workbench lab ideals for tweaking and overclocking thruster component. Enthusiasts and professionals seeking to push their weapons, structures, or other upgrades to the limit can do so with atomic precision thanks to the attack accelerator that allows for safe testing of new theoretical limits, raising the bar and on component performance as high as possible. Size two by two. Uh, yeah, this is, I, I own this one and, and the landing bay. Uh, so let's go with Jade. What, what, what are your thoughts about the, the particle accelerator? Well, I'm, I'm going to start just with, um, since we're watching it here, how uh, StarJump has it rotating. And in the original, I don't know if you have the original um, concept art for the that module, but they have um, thrusters attached to the sides. So it's like, you know, spin, I, I, I guess supposed to spin really really fast and it's interesting because like in an actual particle accelerator they don't spin it's the particles that <laughs> circulate inside right so this is almost more like a centrifuge looking thing here and it would be interesting if we could do like centrifuge research along with it but um getting away from you know how it looks i think it's going to be amazing i mean upgrading weapons upgrading ship components this is kind of, you know, the Star Citizen equivalent of a, a lot of games which allow you to actually make things to sell, like, you know, crafting the actual, we won't be able to make components, but we'll be able to trick them out to be better than anything you could get stock, maybe. 
I just posted the picture of the original, one of the original concepts, and yeah, I didn't notice that, that, that there was thrusters on them. I just thought they were they were lights, but yeah, yeah no, they're, they're, they're definitely thrusters. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you, uh, Kalatha. What are your thoughts? I mean, I have nothing to say about this. This is one that I did not get. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I'm not scratching my head over this. Because, you know, a lot of people are definitely, out of all the modules, this right here is either the most talked about and the least known about. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting in how they, um, how they allow people to tune weapons and tune components. Um, you know, I thought another ship was able to do something like that, uh, and that was the Crucible, right? The crew should be able to, to tweak certain components that you that they may it can repair. May I don't know about to repair. It does. It does allow you to go ahead okay. and, and 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 tweak that. So it's almost like a little mini super collider. It's, it's, I'm interested to see the, the interested to see the choice of name change because originally they had it called a super collider, and now I'm hearing it's called a particle accelerator. When did they change that's, this? Well, that's that's what a super collider was going to be a big particle accelerator. They're the same thing. Okay, because all right, good because they did say that they could, they were thinking about changing the name. Uh, yeah, was, like the Large Hadron Collider is, is a super collider. Thanks for the follow. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jade. I didn't know that. But yeah, interesting to see with this one. This may be a big moneymaker right here. I, this may be the big moneymaker for the ship. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people... That's why I have one. This is going to be the module that has the most impact on the game at large, I think. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like 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 I I have the merchantman and I have this the endeavor and I have the the super collider and 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 the hangar module. My 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 idea was to take Thanks components. Thanks for followed. My idea was to take take components just like I said in the description, overclock them and and sell them on on, on my, my merchantman. So I'm the perfect target audience for this. Yeah. Dorian. How about you? Do you plan something similar? Um, yeah, and I just wanted to point out that I think anybody who sees an endeavor with a super collider and use in space is probably that super that endeavor is going to become a big bet target on the spot just because um, I think we're going to get the most beautiful explosions out of that with all that exotic <laughs> energy floating through there. <laughs> so you know that's when you're going to have the equivalent of you know, like green flames. You know, uh, I. I, I just think people are going to go out of their way to to take those out. Um, but yeah. no, this, as I said, this is definitely going to have the most impact on the game at large. Um, I'm curious to see if they're going to require that the components be physically present uh, for enhancement, or if it's something that we make the discovery, patent the process, and then sell it, and then people can apply those changes, you know, at, in their own workshops. Um, because I feel like it's going to be extremely cumbersome and you're going to have to have an endeavor running the super collider 24 seven. If you want to enhance all the shield emitters for, you know, shields on your org uh, for an upcoming fleet battle, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and maybe that's their, that's how they keep this uh, choke point in place so that everybody's not super enhanced, super fast, you know? Uh, so I, I'm curious how that's going to play out. Uh, yeah. Oh, dear. It, 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 it's, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. 
my idea with that is it's probably going to be like several tiers, like maybe A, B, C, or something like that. Like if you, if you succeed on a on a um, enhancement, it, it, it may be C, B, A, and uh, or something like that. And I think it would definitely have probably have have to have the component inside the um, that container thing in order for it. it, it in order for it to change, but and 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 because of that, I think the size of it will probably come um, humongous. Because imagine like putting a size nine weapon inside of it and trying yeah. try, and trying to overclock it. So yeah, I could definitely see that's gonna. I think that's gonna be humongous. Klaus, are you yeah. gonna say something? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go I was, ahead. I was just basically saying, you know, in, in reference to what Dorian was saying about the, you know the Endeavor being a big, huge target out there. I just want to go ahead and bring that boy in who basically was crying on YouTube saying, leave Britney alone. I want him to do that for the Endeavor. Say, leave the Endeavor alone. (laughs) 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 Because that ship is doing some good work for the galaxy. (laughs) So there you go. It's always going to be people who want to see the world burn. Every Endeavor owner with a brain is going to have a support fleet around. Uh, You know, we this thing is just going to be too much of a big fat juicy uh, target so you're going to have to have a support plate out there to make sure that you can focus on the work and somebody can keep the assholes at bay hmm. yeah. yeah my idea would like probably be around terra that's a beautiful spot right there provided by star jump thank you for that <laughs> all right so next up uh, are, we, are we are we are we good with this the super collider yeah, I just wanted to make one one point um, based on what I read it in the chat was I, I think with something like this, um, you know, it's not going to be easy mode to upgrade those components. There's going to be a level oh. of risk involved in operating that yes. super collider. Uh, you might see those big explosions, but they won't be because somebody attacked the ship. It may just be you know, <laughs> operator error. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and if you, have to have the, if you have to have the components physically present to do every upgrade, that means these upgrades are going to be intensely expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, and there's no guarantee it's going to work every time. You know, it's not going to be a manufacturing process. Um, so it, you have to have a highly controlled environment for these. So it just, I, I'm dying to see how this is going to look because uh, you know, it's going to be dangerous, but exciting. One more point before we move on to the next one. I, I can, can you imagine if it followed the, the rules of other games or mechanics? Like, if you have a, the, the component inside the, um, the, the accelerator and trying to overclock it, and if you fail, you brick the, you brick the module, how expensive, <laughs> how painful that would be? Uh, and how time-consuming to get it re- time-consuming, yeah. repaired and replaced and any enhancements you had on it redone. It just, oh my gosh, yeah. It, it's it's going to be a desk flipper for sure. <laughs> All right, so the service module, uh, Jade, can you take, a, take, that, take that one for us, please? Sure. The service equipment and crew enclosure, CEA, CE or CEASE, adds additional crew facilities to the Endeavor allowing the workshop module to function as a standalone installation for longer missions or for the overall ship to support additional crew in general. This is one of the modules I think that, I mean, it would be handy to have, and I think that's why, one of the reasons why I believe that 
the, the CIG will allow additional modules to, to, to be added on to one endeavor instead of just having uh, having the current limit of, of, of what they stated before. Uh, so, Jay, do you have any thoughts about the service module? Um, not really, other than this is, you know, this is support for, um, you know, the workshop, and uh, it's going to be something that I think that people will, they're, they're going to want probably more if they use their endeavor for um, like a hospital, I think maybe you want those additional people. And not just the hospital, I mean, for like the, like the farm, biomes bi bi and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. almost anything. Yeah, it, it, again, I don't know what that gameplay is gonna involve and how much we're gonna need people um, for it. So, you know, obviously like with the hospital, you, you know, you're gonna need personnel. Um, and a you know, potential, a lot of personnel maybe in a big hospital like that. So, but yeah, and it's going to be an extra um, crew quarters, and I maybe um, maybe it will you know help you as far as like servicing the rest of the or the modules that you have, like. That's exactly colossal. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be used for because it did make a reference. Um, towards that in terms there are p people asking questions about can you mix this module with that module and things like that and so forth and there are some modules that's going to be able to be used as a benefit to another module so okay. um, so definitely having uh, this type of service module could help in terms of reputation it could help speed speed up your reputation let's say you bring in some NPCs to help you out let's say you bring in some qualified you buy some qualified um, scientific personnel it's going to be able to not only uh, um, uh, help expedite it, but make it more efficient, right? Because you got high quality NPCs to help you out, and this would allow that to happen in terms of what you're trying to do, whether it be landing or medical or with this. Uh, I'm thinking in terms of the science pods that you're going to have. So I think this is um, this is something that probably is going to be. Uh, I would think is underestimated. They mentioned the workshop. Would this potentially be used to help you repair a module? It could, yeah. Yeah, if you have crew on board for those repairs, yes. Sounds very useful. Uh, Dorian, so Death to Al asked, uh, said, can we connect a couple of endeavors to build something like our own mega station? In, in reference to the service module, how do you like that idea? I think it's very doable. Um, and they're going to have docking collars, so there's no reason why we couldn't. Hmm. No? And if we can uh connect and network those uh computing centers on h1 you know we might Ooh. have to for some of the bigger discoveries we're going to need to make you know one of my secret well not so secret fantasies uh is i'm hoping we can at some point figure out how to create wormhole weapons where we can temporarily impact uh jump points so that you know if somebody has a fleet moving through a jump point you can temporarily redirect where it's going to you know stuff like that uh, I, I think that if they were to give us that level of impact in the game, it would require several endeavors networked together and working for quite a while to make that kind of uh, thing happen. Imagine connecting multiple super colliders, uh, endeavors with super colliders together and having um, the, the rate of failure decrease the, the, the more you have. Mm -hmm. mm. They would have to, right. to shrink that size. Yeah, and one thing for the service module that I'll be curious about is 
Um, part of that, you know, if you have NPC crews, you know, you have to have the morale factor. So I'm really curious what those are going to look like. You know, I'm assuming that they're going to be somewhat luxurious, you know, have recreation things built in. I hope to God it's not more pool tables because I would like to think we're more involved than that in 900 years. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they're going to have kitchens. You know, I'm, I'm expecting them to be somewhat nice and luxurious. So I'm just kind of curious to see what that'll look like. And, uh, you know, because you're ha a happy NPC crew is going to perform better. So mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm hoping that that's something that we see reflected in those modules. Yes, absolutely. Like beer pong on a medical table. Yeah, I expect CIG will will do what they've done with other ships. Is they'll probably go to um, you know places where you have scientists living together, um, you know, for extended periods of time, and sort of model that after that because yeah, you want the photo. <laughs> okay, Colossal, can you read the telescope module for us, please? Telescope module or telescope orbit. From the moment humans first looked to the sky, we have dreamed of learning what lies beyond the stars. The optional telescope array turns the endeavor into an extremely powerful mobile stellar ops observatory with an array of instrumentation that allows crews to gather data from the depths of space itself. This data, used for, for everything from standard nav studies to jump point discovery, can then fetch a premium on the open market. The size is two by one, the limit is one installation, a single telescope per ship. Gloria, I thought with you this time. What are your thoughts about the telescope module? I think this is going to be where one of the things where the Endeavor shines more than other exploration ships, because we'll be able to use that to find jump points from, you know, one or two systems away. You don't have to be in a star system to find its jump points using the telescope module. Um, I'm also hoping that they give this a somewhat more enhanced installation, you know, something that resembles the superfighter, because otherwise, you're going to have to maneuver the ship to point the telescope more precisely. And I, I just feel like that's pretty cumbersome. I'm also hoping mm. that we'll see some kind of uh, supplemental drones that we can deploy with the telescope. Uh, you know, if you just need a slightly bigger dish or, slight, you know, you need to make some kind of special refinements. And I'm hoping that they'll have some kind of uh, drone we can deploy uh, to help with that. Okay. Jay, what are your thoughts about the telescope module? Oh, wow. I have, I have many. Um, yes, so, this is Jade's world. <laughs> yeah, right? So, like, you know, look at my name. Uh, but, yeah, like, looking at this, <laughs> I, I'm looking at how um, Starjump has it, you know, articulating. And, yeah, there's going to have to be, like, some type of uh, design so that it can be moved uh, without the ship being moved. You know, obviously, I mean, it, it basically could use the same mechanics as the turrets that we have on ships, um, even with, you know, gyro stabilization. I hope that this doesn't just end up being an enhanced uh, jump point scanner, right? Um, because when I when I saw this, and I originally, when I read the, um, the concept page, I think they refer to it as like a multi-spectral array. And yes. so, like, and you'd be able to, you know, look for anomalies and sell that information. So, like, this is for the science geek, the astronomy geeks, right? So, like, uh -huh. we have all this space, right? And even in uh, 2951, there would still be a lot of stuff 
that we would be looking to get information on because we can only go to the systems that have jump points. But when you look at that, that background of stars, there's way more stars in the galaxy and in the universe than there yes. are ones that have jump points going to it. So astronomy would still be valuable in the 30th century. And I'd hope that they could use this perhaps as a jumping off point to do something similar to um, EVE Online. And I never played this. I only know this about this from a friend uh, that had a thing called Project Discovery where they tied in, and it's, it's still going on, they tied in a citizen science program where people would do this mini game in EVE and they could potentially discover an actual exoplanet or they would basically yes. be looking through um, photometry which is a light curve the intensity of a light source measured by time over time right so they, they'd be looking at that and, and looking for anything that like stuck out as potentially being a planet transit going you know between us and the star and that information could then be used in the real world by real world astronomers to um you know, potentially discover exoplanets. I think that's one of the coolest things I've ever heard about the whole EVE online, you know, thing. Currently they're using it to uh, do COVID-19 research. And I, I, think it I think this would present a different view of Star Citizen for a lot of people who may have, yes. you know, only seen, um, you know, certain articles and certain gaming publications, <laughs> because this would be enriching humanity, potentially, you know, yes. and instead of people talking about how much spaceships cost, they'd be saying, hey, look, this is actually feeding ast astronomical data or, you know, other discovery oriented research to the scientific community from a massive, you know, group of people who who bought this ship and want to do science in the Star Citizen universe. Jade, I can't tell whether or not you're excited. No, I'm kidding. You're very excited. Okay, Colosso, what are your thoughts about the telescope array? I mean, Jade just nailed it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, on the flip side, if I was going to say anything negative, if, you know, uh, I'm hoping that this is a, a multifaceted uh, piece of equipment, because if it, if it does, if it's mostly geared towards standard nav studies and freaking jump point discoveries, I'll just jump in the carrot and wait for that cartography to go ahead and open up. So, but, so I'm hoping that, that this does a, a hell of a lot more than uh, uh, of what Jade suggested, um, because um, this is um, one item that I definitely am interested in, but, um, but, no, well, in, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, in the description, it says it's a powerful mobile stellar observatory. So, right. you know, it's going to offer a lot more than just finding remote jump points. You know, star types, they're too dangerous for us to approach, you know, like a magnetar. Um, you know, we can, assumably, we'll be able to get much better data using, you know, the telescope array from a few systems where, you know, a few systems away, we're, we're not having to jeopardize the safety of our ship and crew to get that research mm -hmm. um you know so this is going to have a much more profound impact i was just talking about the jump point as you know kind of a rude and crude example that most people are going to, to understand but jay did a much better job of explaining it so i bow before her yeah, <laughs> but Dorian, that's a good point where it goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show between um basic science and applied science so jump point discovery would be applied science whereas you know finding 
um, the closest magnetar would be basic science. Yes. So, so before we move on, I have a quick question regarding the, the telescope module. So I, I think we we'll unanimously agree that the endeavor is, is going to increase in size. But given that um, um, video that, that, that we were showing, I think this, this module, the telescope module, would probably be the one that would, 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 would need to increase the least. What do you all think? It depends on how they, it depends on how how they want it to look aesthetically. I mean, they're going yeah. to go with rule of cool. I like what Star Jump did with um, sort of doing a call out to the James Webb Space Telescope. By the way, it's going to be launching next month, so you know, set your set your calendars, save the date, <laughs> um, cross your fingers. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I love how they did the gold, you know, plated uh, mirror, and it it could be bigger. I mean, but then again, we don't know. It's, it's going to come down to how CIG wants it to look aesthetically, and yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's up. We're going to talk about the different classes. I think I who 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 I was on. Oh, the console read the last one. I did. Uh, yeah, console read the last one. Okay. So Doyen, can we read the discovery class, please? Sure. The Discovery class option includes a variety of multi-purpose labs and storage facilities, a service and crew enclosure, a general research pod, and a general science pod. Standard discoveries are used by disparate groups for everything from mobile medical research to exoarchaeology, with the explorer as a planetary, planetary lander to less legitimately illegal drug production. No, not illegal. So... Uh... Everything's the, the, legal and, until you get caught. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That, so this is basically the, just the science and research uh, uh, variant, if you want to call it that. Um, so, does anyone does anyone particularly um, think this will be the, the main class if, if they decide to um, go with this? I'm, I'm guessing yes. I think this is going to be a great multi-purpose build for the Endeavor. Um, you know, it, it's going to have a lot of research possibilities. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be good for the basic down and dirty everyday, you know, science calculations and, you know, kind of existence. Uh, I think this is a good entry point for people who are excited but don't necessarily have an idea of what they want to do and don't want uh -huh. to spend the $1,000 for the uh, EMS. Mm. So, Jade, is this, is this, would that be your, your primary um, configuration for, for your endeavor? I think initially, yes, absolutely. Because, like, I, as much as I might want that particle accelerator or the telescope module, I think just, you know, figuring out what the gameplay is going to involve, um, it's probably better to start up a bit smaller um, with, with what you see there. And I, I do think this. You know, a lot of people may not um, know, but I think this will also work in tandem with a ship like the Carrick. Um, they mentioned exoarchaeology, yes. right? So uh -huh. you maybe use your, your Carrick to find um, sites for archaeology. Um, maybe, you know, going to some of the, the planets in the Sarsenian universe that had an extant, you know, extinct civilization. There's, there's several of them. And then you take that up here and you get a more complete picture of what, um, what went on. Maybe you can even solve the mystery of, you know, how they went extinct. Mm -hmm. 
Cool. Sauce, are you having any thoughts about this discovery class? Nope. It is what his name is intended to be. <laughs> it's a yeah, discovery class. Enough. Yeah, just to touch back on what Jade said, you know, this is a good reminder that with the Explorer cab being deployable, you know, it can go down planet side with the Carrick. So the Carrick and its crew finds the things yep. that you need to analyze. The Explorer cab goes down, picks up the samples, and takes it back up to the ship. So this, this is a good example of the Endeavor being used for exploration missions. But again, I want to really emphasize this ship, the Endeavor should never, ever be out exploring systems on its own. It needs to have other ships with it to defend it. Uh, and the Carrick would be a great ship to, to have in tandem. And probably, you know, a Starfarer to keep them both fueled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in addition, something good to know, the Explorer ship also has 500 SEU worth of cargo in that, in that Explorer part. Yes. And that's, they put that in there because that is part of the function of the, the, the Explorer cab is it, it goes to places, gets the samples and takes it back to the, uh, exploration or to the, uh, to the platform. Okay. Uh, any, any other thoughts before we move on to the next, next class? All right, then Jade can read the whole class for me, please. All right. Dubbed Hope Class by the United Empire of Earth, which uses the design as a troop support ship, the medical variant of the Endeavor comes standard with a medical bay and a landing bay attached. Jade, use your uh, audible voice for us just now. Thank you for that. You can uh, do that all the time. This... <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is request it. Uh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, does anyone have the Hope Class? No, okay, so th th this is the, you know, the hospital variant. I, 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 I love the, the name of it. And the, the look of it is pretty, pretty cool, too, provided by Star Jump. Uh, anyone have any thoughts, uh, Jade? Yeah, I think this is going to be by far the most common configuration of this ship that we come across in the universe. I agree. Could be. It could be, although there could be a lot more people with that Olympic class. I, I mean, I'm not one for troop support. You know, I, I always kept telling my friends, I'm not, damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but Jade is right. She's, there could be a lot of, there are a lot of people out there. I mean, um, we have one in, in, in Soul Citizens um, that uh, definitely went into this in their profession. So um, I, I know she's probably going to be interested in, in getting this if she was able to get that uh, uh, that that uh, endeavor. So for you guys that are you know medical uh, professionals, this is your ship. This is uh -huh. your class. I think from regarding what Jade said about it just being the most popular class or configuration, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could well be, but I think it'll be a tie or a very close tie between the Hope class and someone like hodgepodging it between the two different modules that aren't, aren't particularly a class at the, at, at the moment. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the Olympic class. Uh, want to read that for us, Colossal? Or you should yeah, be actually, laughing? Could I touch <laughs> oh, back on the Hope? I just wanted to okay, point something out for the Hope class. Uh, again, this is going to be the best, if not only, source for players to get cybernetic enhancements. So it's not just going to be fleet support. It's also going to be cosmetic surgery, uh, surgical enhancements, 
and you know where we get our bionics. But uh, what about Bioticore, the company Bioticore? Because isn't that their lore in game is that they provide um, you know surgical enhancements and and uh, cybernetics? Yes, but that that's why I pointed out uh, player run. Okay. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, player run. Yeah, I totally agree. Anything else on the hope class? No, sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there. No, no problem. No, thank you. Uh, Colossal, Olympic class, please. Let me straighten out my face since since Fastcart wants to talk about me smiling and laughing. <laughs> I'm just messing <laughs> around, man. It's fine. It's cool. Right, I'm so glad I caught you on the jovial moment. <laughs> You're doing good, buddy. All right, so the Olympic class is constructed primarily for the pursuit of agricultural science. The Olympic class Endeavor includes two sets of biodome pods for a total of four completely self-contained farming environments. Or the party station, but the uh, disco ball going on in, in, in each of those four. But no, um, do you have any thoughts about the, the, the Olympic class, Colossal? I mean, this is one of those ships that I was saying in contrast to the Hope class that, you know, I felt that this could be, could, this could challenge that in terms of um, who's going to be doing what with what class the most. Because as far as I know, there are a lot of people out there who are the Cletuses of the world. If you don't know who Cletus is, you can check out Bert Black <laughs> and things like that. Uh, that, that, that go ahead and um, that like to farm and like to um, cook and like to um, uh, build ta uh, um, uh, taverns and things like that. So there are a lot of those people out there. I mean, heck, we have one in Test who likes to build all the time. Um, so this could be one of those. Uh, I think these are, these are one of these um, classes where they're, uh, I don't think they're underestimated, but I think there are a lot more people who do this than you think. Uh -huh. Dorian, any thoughts about the Olympic class? Um, no, I I think it's, we're going to see a lot of these out there. Um, it's going to be used, obviously, for a lot of food. But, you know, again, going back to pharmaceutical and medical uh, research, then, you know, I, I think we're going to see these be far more diverse. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier in the show, um, I think we're going to see a lot of exotic biomes be able to be replicated right. in there. Um, you know, uh, whether it's going to be underwater, deep sea, um, I'm hoping that they'll let us toy with the gravity a little bit just because, you know, the, I've read something years ago where they talk about, like, if you were to raise bamboo in, like, four times the gravity of Earth, you know, that bamboo could be stronger than steel. So, you know, uh, let us play with organics. Uh, you know, I, I think that these are going to be extremely diverse and really powerful. And, of course, they agreed. Of course. So, Jay, they, uh, it was mentioned before, like, the, the, the Olympic class, or, or the, specifically the biodome, you can um, raise different plants and crops under different um, types of stars. Uh, how much protecting do you think uh, the, the, these things will make? Or is it like when you're going to Pyro or Levski, for, for example? Well, if you're taking this into Pyro or Levski, I mean, you definitely would want to have an escort um, i was thinking before you even asked that question i was thinking about the domes themselves what are mm -hmm. they constructed of if they are constructed <laughs> of the same diamond laminate glass that are um you know cockpit and bridge glasses um they're going to be worth quite a lot to a pirate 
because yes. that stuff is it's the most that's why our ships aren't made of it it's super tough but it's super expensive right and so that answers the question well you know how come our whole ship isn't made of it because <laughs> it's, it's super expensive and that's a lot of a lot of that diamond laminate if that's what that is yeah so, no i would never take that to pyro oh, you can take it into <laughs> you know but they they have they have a bit of their, long. yeah they have they have their own law in Nix and they have people that enforce it, um, but I would say that yeah, again these domes I believe are a big attraction to this ship because they they elicit the imagination of what you can do in them, and you know being able to raise crops, being able to perhaps create an alien environment or um, you know keep an alien zoo or um, you know, have like he said, a, a zero G or greater uh, than one G environment in there. That that all would be amazing. And I would love for CIG to elaborate a little bit when they start talking about science gameplay um, as to the possibilities of of these zones. They they're going to put back a, a little bit on that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's um, diamond laminate. I think it's transparent aluminum. I'm bringing it back to Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, so the diamond laminate is the transparent aluminum. Transparent aluminum is where that all started. So yeah. that's, oh, that's exactly. OG. Okay. Okay. That's correct. Just to add one more thing to um, the great things that Dorian and Jay have been saying. Uh, one of my friends um, at uh, at Test Nihilus, he's always big on this one word, and we see it dealing with the ship is analytics. Um, yes. I mean, you're going to definitely be using analytics dealing with this type of class, definitely, because just like Dorian said, with all the different types of lucrative uh, uh, products that will be available with this, you got seeds, you got uh, 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 plants that only grow once, once. You know, you can't get it, you can't, you can't let it grow, you can't get it to grow, to grow again. In other words, you got to get another seed to go ahead and get it, get it, that, that thing to grow again. So um, I, 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 don't be surprised if there's a lot of money, a lot of money dealing with this type of class uh, because of the, um, because of the analytics and because of the, the type of potential sales that you may get from the type of rare objects or rare items that you may get from this. Don't be surprised. This, this could be a big money venture here. Well, and not just the things that, you know, we put into it, but we're going to be, you know, creating our own GMOs. You know, we're going to be genetically modifying these things and coming up with our own hybrids, if not creating new species ourselves. So, you know, this is, you know, I, I, I feel like I sound like a broken record every time I say this, but the Endeavor is going to have such a profound impact on gameplay at large. And even coming back to our food or our pharmaceuticals, you know, it, to, People should not underestimate how powerful this ship is going to be. You know, it's not powerful like a javelin. This, you know, it's not the sword. This is the pen. Nice. Good point. All right. And any final thoughts on the Olympic class? All right. I'm going to take the master set. Master set. The Endeavor master set includes one of each module currently available. Uh, currently available. Note that modules will be stored in the hangar while not in use. Ooh, the, the match set cannot launch with all included modules active, active simultaneously. <laughs> cannot launch. So the concept prices, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to each one. So Endeavor started out at 350. That is, that is correct. They got a question mark in there, but that, that's, that's accurate. They started at 350. The Biodome Agriculture uh, 2x1 two set, uh, four dome per set, per set came uh, with $100 or is $100. 
the fuel, fuel and cargo two by one was $35. All this is in US dollars, by the way. The research science to income two by one was $45. The science two by one is $45. The landing and ship storage, the landing, ship storage and bond is two by one. One per ship is $75. The med bay, respawn and heal was two by two, one per ship due to size, $75. The service module, crew capacity, two by one, twenty-five dollars. Super colliding, super collider, overclocking, two by two, one per ship due to size, one hundred twenty-five dollars. Telescope, point of interest discovery, science, two by one, one per ship, one hundred twenty-five dollars. So, as far as I know, none of those prices have changed. On the screen, we see the um. We see each the module listed. Yeah, uh, can they, someone they explain? Yeah, except for the biodome. That 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 was for the old master set was nine fifty. The new master set, which is one thousand US dollars, comes with two biodome. Right. So can someone explain what the difference between two by one and two by and two by two is? Um, two by one means it's two up top, one underneath. Right. Or if it's two by two, it's two on top and two on the bottom. And by, when I say on top or bottom, I mean the module points on the the platform. Right, two per, yeah. per two per module, basically two per right. slot. That's right, and cur currently it's three by three, so you can have a two by two and a you know, you so that's how they're able to limit how many modules you can fit on there. And that's why now a lot of people are hoping or expecting it'll be increased when the, when the endeavor actually comes yes. out and be bigger. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to laugh uh, because that point where they say the set cannot launch with all included modules active simultaneously. I mean, just imagine how big that is and imagine how <laughs> expensive that would be to fuel. I mean, you would have to have a second EMS to sell just to fuel the first one. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to daily chain them together to put to pour one. What were you going to say, Colossal? <laughs> I mean, that's a grand total of 24 slots with the master set. You know, a grand total of 24 slots. So, I mean, geez, that, that, that's a lot, but- you know, That's eight times bigger, so. Right. Know, this is no, a ship that you would measure in kilometers, not meters. <laughs> correct. And fortunately, you know, each of these modules you will have to get from a space station. Um, you know, you couldn't even, you, when you dock the ship, you have to separate the ship from the actual, um, you have to separate the Explorer from the drive in order to, uh, in well, order to and as far as persistence, as far as persistence. Yes, and um, I'm not sure if they're gonna change this, but I wanted to, point out that you can't change these modules at any space station. You have to go to the, to the specific company to get the modules changed around. So it's not something we can just change the loadout in our hangars and have it come through. So a lot of time and effort and thought has to go into how you get these set up. You're not gonna be able to change it on the fly. So right. you know, once, you're ten, once you're 10 jumps out from this company, you know, it, you're, you're in for the long haul. You're not gonna be able to just change this out easily. And I doubt Cousin Crow's custom <laughs> is going to actually be. Hey, this. you never know. But maybe, I, maybe. I, even if they could, I'm not sure you'd want them to. Because I oh, feel like I there's some quality concern issues there. I my biodomes into nightclubs, because that's what they got their name doing. Well, not right. that specific thing, but they converted a um, uh, the Crusader, um, the big passenger transport, the Genesis Starliner, into a party mm -hmm. bus. So that's where you take your biodome <laughs> to become a nightclub. Right, right, okay. Right. 
So one thing, one thing I noticed, I didn't notice before, or maybe I, I saw it and, and forgotten, but it says the notes and modules will be stored in the hangers while not in use. I'm like, that's going to be a big ass hangar if you're going to ha ha have those modules stored in, 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 in a hangar when it's not no. in use. No, the, the modules won't be stored in hangars. It'll be the, the, the Explorer, right? The modules will be stored just like um, uh, Dorian said in, in, in either stations or some type of s specific area. But yeah. So, and also something to point out that for the, uh, for the hangar, I think there have been some indications that you're not going to be able to spawn ships there. Um, it's going to be something because of the nature of the, uh, you know, of how the hangar bay works, you know, you're going to have to have the ship physically there, and it's not going to despawn once it's in the hangar, so you're not going to be spawning it. Once it's in there, it's in there, so it, you know, uh, they could change how that works, but I, you know, uh, a, a lot of people have looked at it like, hey, you know, we can load, you know, 10 cutlasses in there and have them ready to spawn out, and I, Unfortunately, I can't remember where I saw that, but I remember reading something that, uh, that kind of flagged my memory that uh, it's something we're pointing out to people. You know, I it just, will have a very limited capacity. I'm sorry, Dorian. I just put it in chat, um, the specific section that was in, I believe, uh, Q&A 2. Q&A 2 from the Endeavor in terms about what's going to persist and what's not going to persist and things like that. So that's that's just a statement from one of the questions. An answer from one of the questions that's in Q and A too. Right, and that's one of the things that I, I unfortunately, I, I have the bad habit of not remembering where I see things. Uh, but I thought I read something that uh, has evolved since the that QA came out in 2015. Oh, good, good. I would love to see that when you get a chance to, yeah, find it. So, like I said, so it said that it, it, it was it was going to be in the hangar, but now now it's no longer in the hangar. So, well, did, 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 can you guess as to why they changed that? Uh, I would guess just because logistically it doesn't make sense. Mm hmm Yeah, that, 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 that's that, that's what made me say ooh when it, when I read it. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. All right. Yeah, maybe they just want players to go ahead and be able to. You know, I, I um, think that. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead, Colossal. Go ahead, buddy. Go uh, ahead, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I have, I'm so sorry, guys. I have a really bad habit of interrupting. It, I, I've just been kind of a jerk all my life that way. No, um, go ahead. Usually, if I'm lost I, in thought, I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I feel like this all comes back to Chris Roberts' uh, desire and drive to have things as realistic as possible. Um, so. You know, logistic things have to make sense. There has to be a reason for the mechanic to work before we're going to see it allowed. Okay. All right, that's fair. Thank you. I have final thought on the whole master set thing. If you have a master set, I think you should just go ahead and buy one more Endeavor. Or two. <laughs> make full yeah. use of it. Or two. Yeah. yeah. I've started buying regular Endeavors just so I can feel all the modules at once and let me tell you that that's an expensive drug habit i could i could totally see that yeah 
I actually have, like, the last time the Endeavor was, was, was available on sale, I bought two CCUs. I think it was Gemini Starfare, Starfare to Endeavor for $10 each because I know that thing is going to increase in price. So I'm trying to oh, like, yeah. head my bet. So if anyone, I mean, if anyone plays a CCU game and it never stays, stays 350, definitely pick up a CCU or two if, if, if you can afford it and just use um, store credit. Because, yeah, you're going to save a lot of money if something um, later on comes comes along that higher price than 350. I was so, just going to yeah. say another thing about the, these uh, real world prices for the modules. I personally, and then everybody's different. Just looking at how there is this big difference between small vehicle prices and what we pay for them in game in UEC versus like a bigger ship. I'm, you know, again, I will wait to buy these modules in game because I don't know what they're going to cost in UEC, but I know what they cost in dollars and I don't know that it's the best value for that money, but that's just me. So... Yeah. I think part of the no, value yeah. in buying them now is you're going to have, a, I think we're going to have a significant faction grind uh, with uh, multiple factions to be able to buy these modules or ships in game because of the impact the Endeavor will have on gameplay. I think there's going to be a lot of hoops to jump through before you're even eligible to buy them. I don't doubt that at all. I'm just thinking, like, as somebody who doesn't want to short circuit that gameplay, because I mean, everybody's different. That's why I said everybody's different. Some people will want just, you know, skip that and go and get that module. But I think sure. like, that grind, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily consider it a bad grind if um, I have to work up my science reputation with, you know, the ICC or, or um, you know, some science group in order to get access to the particle accelerator. Sure. Yeah, and even though I have all of these, I plan on going through that grind myself just because I know that there will be additional rewards to it. Uh, but I'm kind of like a dog with a pork chop. Uh, if I have it, I'm going to eat it now. I'm not going to wait for it. <laughs> One of the things they talk about on the, on the startup episode was like um, they made the uh, argument that buying modules isn't really worth it because they'll probably be a lot cheaper to buy them in game when, when, when it actually comes out. So if you see something like the Biodome modules, like $100, converting that into in-game UEC uh, probably, I, I, I'm not gonna sign a number to it, but it would probably be a lot cheaper or a lot or more efficient to 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 to, to get it in-game rather than pay $100 for it. So you can go, you can go either way on that. Uh, I'm going to choose Dorian's method of being a dog with pork chop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause listen, I mean, I'm just going to give you a nice little quote. Um, and this is coming from a singer, by the way, from Josh Kaufman. He says, by making offers modular, the business can create and improve each offer in isolation. Then mix and match offers as necessary to better serve their customers. It's like playing with Legos. Once you have a set of pieces to work with, you can put them together in all sorts of interesting ways. Okay, so this is definitely a good quote for the Endeavor because, like I said, she's the dark horse of, the, of all ships. You can do almost anything. And there are a lot of other modularities that we don't even know about that they have. These are the only ones that, that that are officially listed. They have they probably they must have several others that you know we have no clue about. Yeah, I think we'll see more modules go on sale, but I also, or you know, before 
uh, you know, ugh, just totally lost my word. We're going to see more of them deployed for sale, but I'm also pretty confident just because they're going to want us to be motivated to still do those faction grinds in game. I think there will be uh -huh. some modules we can only get in game for the endeavor. Uh, so don't be surprised if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up, we have real questions. So Golden Triangle asked, would the Explorer Cab, would the Explorer Cab be changed to allow it to jump since a jump drive needs to attack the quantum drive to begin with? Nope. You're taking your head. Go ahead. Nope. They're not going to do that. At least that's from Why? Q&A. They're not going to do that. Because they're okay. other, just like I'm, I'm just going to, and I'm paraphrasing Jared here. Every ship does something different. <laughs> okay. So if you want a ship that can jump, get a ship that can jump. The Endeavor's Explorer cab does not, and it will not. Because once again, there are other ships like the Carrick and things like that. Because a lot of people look at Explorer Cab and they try to com they try to compare that to the Carrick. Whereas two, I mean, both of them are exploration ships. But once again, one can do more things than the other can. That's the whole reason why the Endeavor is different. So just like Jarrett says, every ship is different. Yeah, and this is it's intended to be. It, the design is very intentional this way. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I'm right. fine with that. Yeah, me too. So this is our second and final question that we have so far at the moment. So this is a biggie, and it probably take a five minutes to talk about it by itself. <laughs> How much do you guys think the base will end up costing? So it's currently at 350. It's been 350 all the time for about six years. What do you think the base will end up costing? Not the math class, just the base. Can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, I think this it's going to depend on how how much work they have to put into it which you know to resize it um but i would say like i've said about the bounty merchant man it's a great value right now it's going to go up significantly and it would not shock me if it was in the idris range so like 1300 dollars for the yes, base i agree for, for the, the base. base for the yeah. base all right yeah. i i see the ems being javelin priced in, yeah. in comparison once that rework happens um because this ship is going to evolve and grow so so much yeah uh for the base it's currently 350 uh, it's going to go well over 700 i don't know about 1300 a thousand easily for the base yeah, yeah. a thousand easily uh, yeah in that range that's what yeah a thousand so, at the 1300 would be tops for me Colossal. She's less money than than the Pioneer, right now. <laughs> so less, the, less money than the Pioneer. So the Pioneer I mean, is seven fifty, I think. It, right, right, right. So once, so I agree with Jade. I agree with Dorian. She's going to be somewhere up around eight to nine hundred dollars. There's another ship that's more than her, by the way. Um, so yeah, she's she's got to jump up there, guys. I, I mean, it it sucks. Um, you know, but no, she's... it doesn't. I want this to be an exclusive ship. I do not want this ship in the hands of everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's gonna skyrocket up there. Pull out your purses. <laughs> All right, so we got an, another question from Max Zoe. Do you think the Endeavor can be the future mobile base players want? Do you think the Endeavor can be the future mobile base players want? Yes. Anyone? Can I, yes and can no. I start with that? 
Uh, uh, so then, then Dorian. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just jumped in. I'll start with it because no, uh, no problem. What I wanted to mention was I think if in my mind um, there were along with that question there were other people like me that were asking questions on well are you going to go ahead we're getting habitats on on the planets and the moons can we get habitats in in space why can't this ship be that I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if people would use multiple endeavors as like their own mobile space station in a certain area. Wouldn't be surprised if one person was using uh, their, their endeavor for a landing dock, another person was using their, their other endeavor right next to it as a hospital wing, hospital hub, another person was using right next to it as some type of, uh, 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 with the um, uh, Olympic class and things like that. I would not be shocked if orcs were using multiple endeavors as their own multiple space station, a mobile space station. Dorian and Jade. Um, I think it depends on on the use. Can you? Yes, absolutely. You know, it has the modules where you could, you know, keep you know twenty five to fifty people on there if you wanted to. Um, but you know, is it a good use of the ship? Is it a good value? You know, that's debatable. Um, so short answer is yes and no. Huh. Maybe. <laughs> Exactly. It depends on application and your intent. Right. You know, you could use it as a uh, Trojan horse if you wanted to. Is that a good use of it? That's arguable. <laughs> Jade, what are your thoughts? Mobile vegetation that people want? I, my thoughts are being that they're still releasing concept ships that, you know, for now it looks like it would be a good choice, but I think there's going to probably be a better choice for that particular role that's that's released um you know it depends on what you, what you want like what you you and your friends or your org are into if you're heavily uh exploration and science-based org absolutely um i don't necessarily think it's like you know a good like command control type you know mobile base but it, it's definitely something that if you have um another ship that you're using as a mobile base you know perhaps like a, a javelin, um, you'd want one of these alongside with for the hospital modules. Okay, all right, cool, thank you. I just wanna thank everyone for joining us. Uh, Jade, Colossal, Dorian, uh, Jade and Colossal are regulars here at Soul Citizen, but Dorian, can you tell us where people can find you again, please? Sure, um, so I'm the, uh, organization leader for the Interstellar, uh, Interstellar Order of Belize. Uh, IOOT, I-O-O-T, is our ticker on Spectrum. Um, you can also find me, uh, Yacht Club. Uh, my org is part of the umbrella of the Yacht Club organization, so jump into Yacht Club chat, and you can always find me on our network chat there. And Jade, where can people find you? People can find me here at Soul Citizens and on Soul Talk. Uh, you can always come in and join us. Any of you in chat that want to come in and talk with us on Thursdays, we are here and uh, we talk Star Citizen. And I am also the program director of the People's Radio. And occasionally I even DJ under the name DJ Sky. Which base? I just want to say thank you for the follow and thank you for the five subscription. Thank you. Colossal, where can people find you? Uh, first of all, I want to go ahead and mention everybody and tell everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody is safe 
in the next week to follow. Jade, have a have a wonderful Thanksgiving fast card. Thank you. Dorian, you have a great Thanksgiving. Griff, we know you're listening, buddy. You definitely need to have a restful and great Thanksgiving. Um, you'll find me um, here with Soul Citizens, or you'll find me with Test Squadron, or out in the verse creating havoc. But I do want to go ahead and close off this, this um, monitor really quickly because I just want to go ahead and let everybody know that the rallies will be playing on Sunday um, <laughs> championship match. So if you want to see Tampa Bay continue on being the championship city that we are destined to be, watch that game on Sunday. Go rowdies! Have a wonderful break, everybody. That is what thing again? The poet, thank you for the subscription. <laughs> and wait, wait, Puppet Master, thank you for the follow. Colossal, is that a Rowdy's jersey that you have on? This is like, a Rowdy's jersey. And, it's green and yellow. It looks like, yep. yeah. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. Yep. Rowdy it up. I just want to say uh, to thank everyone for watching. You can find us on Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. UTC for Soul Talk, where we talk with the community and people can just come in and chat with us in Discord. And join us for our next episode on next Sunday. We're talking about IAE 2951 review, 8 p.m. Eastern. That'll be 1 a.m. UTC. So check it out for that. Appreciate it. Um, with that, we're going to be rating to Yo-Yo Mag, so I, I send him my love and t t tell him he came from Soul Citizen. And with that, I want to say, I say we'll be on Yacht Club on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Um, Griffin and I will be on Yacht Club. And Griffin will also be on the tapping table next Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern. That'll be um, 11, 11 p.m. UTC. So with that, thank you for everyone for watching and peace, love, and soul. And thank you again, Star Jump. Yep. Thanks Bye. for having me. Thank you. <laughs> What's up, Adam? Wait, raid?